Bobby Joe alcoholic. Bobby Joe. Awesome. Thank you. Um, wow. This is, I, when we were driving up, I was like, this is a really beautiful church. You know, it's nice to get outside of LA area, you know, and, and hit a meeting, right? I love seeing meetings and, um, outside of my home group. Um, so I've already stated I'm an alcoholic. My sobriety date is June 15 of 2014. I have nine years. Um, and I have a sponsor. My sponsor, I mean, she saved my life. I came with my sobriety sisters. And this is how we roll, right? Like, that's my family, you know? And about nine years ago, um, I had nothing. Like, I had nothing. So I grew up in East LA. You know, I am Hispanic and I don't speak Spanish. And my name's... <laughs> And then my name's Bobby Joe. Like literally on my birth certificate, it's Bobby Joe. Like I'm not Maria. I'm not like it's Bobby Joe. So if you want to talk about feeling uh totally different, then yeah, like I I had that. You know, um, I had that from the time of birth. And I don't know why, you know. I honestly I can't tell you. I've always felt separate from my family, and I don't have a big family, it's just my sister and myself, and my parents split up, but in the house with my dad and my sister, like, I just did not feel a part of. And they definitely didn't make me feel a part of either. You know, I'm the younger one. And it's so funny because my dad literally told me this last week. He was like, you were a, excuse my language, but he was like, you were a pussy before I, I made you who you are. Yeah. And like, literally, my first fight I ever got into, I think I was like, in the fifth grade and some girl walked by my house and said Bobby Ho and my dad was like you never let somebody come to your house and disrespect you so he gathered my sister and he said take her to the park I had to set up a fight and that was my first experience and of course I won because you know I'm walking through the alley my dad's on the porch and like he said not one word to me he asked my sister my sister's like she handled it so that was what I was taught, you know? So I'm an aggressive little thing, you know? And <laughs> I mean, and my dad's very proud of that, you know? <laughs> I'll tell Robert, everybody liked that story, you know? Um, but, but because I had that mentality, I got into a lot of trouble. Like you wouldn't think about it, like you wouldn't see me and think, oh, this was a girl who was arrested for attempted murder at 13, right? You wouldn't think this was a girl who, if you came up to me, I mean, God forbid, if you even looked at me the wrong way, I'm like, what, what, what's up? You want, you, let's go handle. Like that was my mentality, right? Because that's what was built into me. And I was so, I learned how to fight for what I thought was respect, right? And then top that along with not feeling comfortable in yourself, like you probably weren't looking at me and I'm already hitting you up. Like, what's up? Let's go handle. Like, I got you, you know? And, um, you know, I love the streets, you know, at 13, my, you know, another one of my dad's famous things, if you don't like, if you don't like the rules, you could leave. And I didn't like the rules. So I was always on the streets. Now I'm on the streets of LA, 13 years old. Back in those days, you know, you just hit your ride, like Whittier Boulevard. I don't know if anybody knows LA, but it's like the boulevard, right? You go walk the boulevard, you just, you just, Guys are driving and they're low riders with their systems. And you're like, what's up? They're like, what's up? You hop in the car. Like I have an 11 year old little girl. I can't even imagine 
In a couple of years, my daughter hitch riding with guys that she just didn't know. Like that, I put myself in very dangerous places. But you know, if you would have told me back then that I was not comfortable with myself, I would have laughed in your face and been like, oh yeah, you don't know me. You know, um, and you know, I had some kids, you know, um, and my sponsor loves this story. You know, I'm really fast forwarding because it's 10 minutes, but um, one of the stories is, um, you know, I, I moved up into Big Bear. I lived in Big Bear for about six years, you know, to try to get away. I'm a, I'm a geographical kind of girl. I don't care. Like, I'll move anywhere. I just, the wind takes me where it goes, you know? <laughs> I'm there. And um, it didn't matter that I had kids. Like, like come on, kids, we're all going, you know? And um, so I'm up in Big Bear, and I was really trying to get myself situated. You know, up in Big Bear, I started up my own business. If you guys know what I mean, you know, I was doing good, you know. And uh, my kids ended up getting stuck in Mexico for 10 months. Now, as I said, I don't speak Spanish. Definitely my kids didn't speak Spanish. And um, a big part of that was like every day they called me and they were like, Mom, when are we coming home? Like there is nothing worse as a parent to hear that and not have that answer. So I did the only thing I knew how to do. I stopped taking those calls and I kept drinking and putting other things into my system because I couldn't deal with that. Um, you know, I'm kicking doors in. Like all of the sheriffs up in Big Bear, they knew me by name. They were like, LA, you need to go back down to LA. And I was like, it's not my fault Big Bear can't handle me. Like, <laughs> gosh, my dad would have called them pussies, you know? <laughs> Um, excuse my language, but, um, you know, and, um, I had no idea, like, I had no idea that there was a different way of life that I was able to live, um, because I never known anything like till this day, my dad believes in you, you fight for what is yours and what you believe. And I'm just look at him. He lives with me. I'm like, boy, you're nuts. You know, like, oh my God. Um, you know, and what happened for me was, um, my kids, my sister got my kids on Mother's Day. And that was kind of one of the worst things because I was in jail. And I called my sister from jail. And no, I actually called my boyfriend at the time. And um, he was like, you need to call your sister. And I was like, I don't want to talk to her. And, I, you know, my kids. And she ended up getting them. That same day I was getting arrested. They, they came back into the United States. And, you know, where was I? I was sitting in the jail. Um, that didn't get me sober for a, oof, a long time, you know. Um, what did it for me was panel. You know, I had went into a program, my youngest daughter, she was taken by DCFS and that was my moment. Like that was my moment. You know, I went into a place just to get off the streets. And um, when they took my daughter, I fell to my knees and, you know, I didn't believe in God. And I just said, you know, I need help, please God help. And that was my moment. And I realize that now, like how powerful that was because I was completely done. Like, I didn't know why I was the way I was. I didn't want to be that person, but it just was. I was 34 when I got sober. I'm telling my age now. So I'm 43, you know, I'm proud 43. Um, so, you know, um, and there were my road to recovery, you know, and I found my sponsor. I was like almost a year like 10 months. And my sponsor came to a panel and I didn't take AA serious. Like I really wasn't. I was going to meetings with all guys because, you know, I was single. I was like, what's up? You know, <laughs> sober. 
And um, so my sponsor was talking and just something clicked and I asked her to sponsor me and she just wrapped me up into this, into this life. And thank God I did not know anything because I would have been like, no, <laughs> like, no, like, you know, my home group is Pacific group. And I mean, they're very, very active, like dress. I'm like, I got to wear a dress. Like, oh my God, you know, um, but I'm grateful because I've been learning right now, surrender. Um, yeah, oh, I only got a minute. This is a really funny story. So um, I just got married in February. My husband's currently housed in um, San Diego. He is a prison inmate. My sponsor didn't know I got married. Um, yeah, I'm still insane, you know? Hey, I'm still insane. And it was so funny, like my sponsor a couple of weeks ago, like I've been totally lying to her about a lot of things and it was killing me. Like, honestly, I was dying in AA and, but I was still just showing up and I, I emotionally vomited from the podium at my home group. And there's like tons of people. And I was like, I'm a liar, I'm a this. And I'm bawling and I'm looking at my sponsor. I'm like, I love you, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> And I could honestly tell you that I am so free today. Like that surrender, like I had another surrender from the podium and I just, I'm like, I feel revamped for AA. Like, you know, when my sobriety sister was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go speak. Normally I would just not like, I'd be like, oh, this is something. Like I'm not doing nothing. And I was like, I want to go, you know, like, and I jumped at it and it's an honor a privilege to be able to do that you know and and um if anybody is struggling or anything like I get it you know one of the things that I've, I've really learned is I just got to be honest with my sponsor and fully like kind of surrender and realize when it's my will and when it's God's will and that's just where I'm at right now um thank you for letting me share